It's coffee break. Yeah. It's my birthday week. It is. I will be this Wednesday. I will be 31 years old. Woohoo! I am old. I have gray hairs. Yeah. Coming out of my face. Mm-hmm. It's nice. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I can almost grow a full beard. <laughs> There's still patches in it, which I'm like, really, even at 30, I still haven't fixed a patch thing? That's okay, because you look at your best when you just have a mustache and goatee type deal going on. That's my old look. Yeah, it's a good look, though. <laughs> I based it on, uh... Tony Stark? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's also to hide, because at the time when I had it, I was really fat. Um, I had a weight issue for... You know, my early to mid-20s, mm-hmm. I was really, really fat. So and you, you grew out the beard to, like, hide it? Yeah, to hide it. It's still there, but now I'm just old. There was a time where I wish I wished I could grow a beard because I had acne. Yep. And I'm like, oh, you could just hide it with a beard. No, it makes it way worse. Yeah, after living with you all this time, I've learned that's not, that's not the case. I hate ripping <laughs> Uh, hairs out of it because they're always ingrown mm-hmm. oh it's nasty um yeah my weight thing i just magically got skinnier yeah <laughs> <laughs> boo <laughs> i've i've tried dieting for years and it didn't work <laughs> you um, just you'll just like not you'll just like skip a lunch for two days and you'll magically lose a bunch of weight yeah <laughs> i'm also physically active at work you do move around a lot <laughs> Um, the actor strike is finally over. Yeah, yeah. I know it could be it could be better for the actors still, but it is a, a step. Yes. Towards improvement. And uh, I mean now projects can finally start to take off. Yeah, that's why there's been a huge increase in uh, uh, new trailers coming out in the last few days, especially, yep. and a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. Like if you were confused, like I was. That very suddenly, there's a bunch more behind-the-scenes things for One Piece, the live-action one, even though that came out two, three months ago now? It was a while ago. Uh, that's because now they can. <laughs> now they can release those things. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, Warrior Brothers. Here we go. Oh, yep. Here we go. <laughs> uh, we all remember Batgirl. Mm-hmm. We know it existed at one point. They scrapped it in favor of a tax write-off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they also had another project, which was Scoob Holiday Hunt, which is a sequel to the animated Scooby-Doo movie they made a while ago. Wow, really? Yeah, they were actually making a sequel to it, and then they wrote that off. Great. I it, I saw a tweet about it, but it was like, what weird world, what backwards world do we live in where... It makes a company more money to not make a movie. They're trying to save money. I, I don't understand it. They're also focusing on direct-to-theater instead of streaming service. That's dumb. So they're kind you of guys, pulling out of their own service there? It's you, weird. You'd be saving more money if you'd stop making stupid choices. <laughs> well, the newest movie was Coyote vs. Acme. Yeah. I heard about this one. Um... John Cena was in charge of it. Or he was one of the people, like, spearheading it somehow. Yeah, he's the lead actor, besides Wiley Coyote. Who's the lead actor of what? Oh, would he be live action in it? Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm I was gonna like, tell you what it is. Sorry, I was, I was like, John Cena's voicing Wiley Coyote? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure what happens is, after all these accidents with Wiley Coyote, him and his lawyer, 
John Cena, (laughs) decide to sue Acme for uh, bad products. That's hilarious. It it was also co-written by James Gunn. Wow. Some people have seen it and they said this is like the best live action animated movie since Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Damn. Why are they getting rid of it then? Well, they decided to uh, allow the filmmakers to shop it around. So right now, uh, they're setting up for Amazon Prime, Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, some of the other big guys. But it's Warner Brothers characters, so they would have to pay residuals to Warner Brothers if it's Wiley Coyote and the other Looney Tune gangs. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know how that's going to work. I think they just get, like, if Netflix gets it, mm-hmm. then, which this sounds like a Netflix thing right off the bat. It does. Um I guess they would have to pay Warner Brothers, but they would just own the whole thing. They would put their N on it and everything. It's so weird. That's so, like, Warner Brothers. It, it was also, like, with Bad Girl, it was the moment, like, Brendan Fraser was becoming huge again. Yep. Everyone was talking about him. America's sweetheart. And then they're like, oh, we have this movie already with him in it. Mm-hmm. Let's just throw that away. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's really sad what happened to Bad Girl. And, yeah. Oh, well, for Scoob. Yeah. But this one actually has a chance. I... And they're fighting for it right now. And I'm from how outstanding the reviews are, I'm sure someone like Netflix will just go pick it up. Mm-hmm. I would uh, love to see it. I love Wile E. Coyote and the Roadrunner. I love this concept. It's <laughs> really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Weird courtroom drama but, with Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah. Which means they're going to be up to their wacky antics. Mm-hmm. And the fact that John Cena is going to be his lawyer, I think. I'm pretty sure he is. Okay. Makes sense. But... Yeah, I just don't see John Cena as a lawyer, so that's pretty funny to me already. John Cena's really good at comedy, too. Like, especially, like, child fun comedy. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Also, <laughs> this is their second, third team up. Oh, is it? With Gunn and Cena. Yeah. And they just work real good together. <laughs> they they do. Peacemaker is one of the greatest shows ever made. I was thinking about it the other day. Not as good as One Piece, but it is really good. Yes. <laughs> Another one we watched uh, over and over again. <laughs> yep. Um... The big news. <laughs> you mean the Garfield trailer? <laughs> I don't think I wrote that down. Let's talk about the Garfield trailer. Yeah. Um, no. No, not funny. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> I hate their casting choices. Yeah. We only know two of the voice actors. We don't know who voiced John. When I looked it up, there's a list of actors, but they don't have roles. Uh-huh. I, it's, he sounds a lot like Charlie Day. It's not. As Luigi. For a second, I was like, did they really <laughs> pair them up again? <laughs> no. Uh, Chris Pratt plays Garfield. Yeah. We knew this was going to happen. And uh, everything we feared about Mario with his voice acting uh, apparently is here. It's just, it's a bad choice in general because he doesn't have the malaise that, that Garfield has. Get David Spade to voice Garfield, you know? He's too busy with snake oil. I know. <laughs> yeah, like like Chris Pratt naturally has more energy to him. Mm-hmm. Why would you cast him as Garfield? <laughs> it's also a younger Garfield, I noticed. I guess. <laughs> His dad was played by Samuel L. Jackson. Because, mm-hmm. you know, those two guys make sense. I know when I was reading all of the Garfield comics back in the day, the most biggest burning question in my mind was, Who's Garfield's dad? <laughs> uh, yeah, he looks like he's a bad kitty. I just don't... I can't... I can't why? <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't. I don't know. I I don't like Garfield. I know he's an older uh, entity. Mm-hmm. But uh, I never really cared. It feels like they saw the Peanuts movie that came out a couple years ago, mm. and they were like, "We could do that. Pick another random comic strip. We'll make that a movie." Uh, <laughs> I would have done Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Or where the sidewalk ends. Yeah. And with where the sidewalk ends, you can get all weird with it. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the one, the the famous picture of the little boy, on, sit like crouching on the sidewalk, and he's looking underneath it because there's nothing there. Yeah, but is that I don't I thought it was called something different. Oh. I thought it was called. Oh man, I'll have to look it up. I might be thinking of a completely different comic. I used to read the comics. Uh, religiously, actually. Oh, I did write down Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, no. Uh, Nintendo announced a live-action film. Yeah. Uh, Zelda, Legend of Zelda. They're writing it. Uh, it will be produced by Nintendo and Sony. And a landmark collaboration. <laughs> yeah, kind of funny. <laughs> uh, they don't always play well. <laughs> <laughs> So that that can be a mess. But the thing is, this isn't um, PlayStation. This is Sony Pictures. Yeah. Which is a different piece of that uh, corporation. I'm so conflicted. Because on one hand, we've gotten really great things like Last of Us. Yep. And Five Nights at Freddy's. Yep. And Sonic. Yep. But then on the other hand, I can't help but feel like why couldn't this have been animated? But then, on the other other hand, I think of the Mario movie, which was animated. And that wasn't very amazing. <laughs> Even with its animation. But that was just the plot in general. There's not much of a plot to that one. Yeah. Uh, I know people love it. I get it. It was fine. <laughs> uh, I keep meaning to rewatch it, and I still just can't get around to it. I just really didn't like Peach. She's not my Peach. That's the thing. She can be an amazing, cool badass running around and fighting, but still have her be, like, smiley and demure. That's what Peach is like. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this Legend of Zelda thing. I... <sighs> what are they thinking here? This is a really bad move, in my opinion. I don't know. You mentioned uh, yesterday... You mentioned that I... Didn't I didn't want to... What? The IGN... Uh, April Fool's Day video that oh, they yeah, did? Oh, yeah, IGN was years saying... Years ago. Years and years They and predicted years it <laughs> because they made this April Fool's video back when I was in high school. This was in the 10s. And uh, I remember they tricked us all. Yep, I there was a huge... Even after it came out that there was an, it was an April Fool's joke, people still insisted, no, 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 this is going to be the thing. And, uh, yeah, they were like, we predicted it. And it's like, you didn't. You just made a horrible joke that has lasted forever but <laughs> <laughs> but mostly the reason why it's lasted forever is the idea of what if and how much you angered us doing that yeah i was so upset <laughs> and yeah now that zelda is in its twilight <laughs> uh, i guess it makes sense but i thought they were gonna do an animated movie like uh Mario. Yeah, that was another. That was the other big rumor for too many years that there it was going to be an animated Netflix series. Yep. For a while there. There, there was at one point work on that. Yeah. Well, okay. Now for this live action one, my biggest question is: Are we going to just do a new story, or are we adapting a specific game? 
Because that a lot. I'm going for mission cap. (laughs) That or spirit tracks. One of the few that is a sequel that you need to watch the prequel for (laughs) to understand what's happening. (laughs) Uh... Of all the options, I think I'd rather have it be its own original story. Because if they try to adapt one of the games, it's not going to be long enough to fit everything but if that's do, important. <laughs> if you do an original story, who's he going to fight? I mean, because it'll be Ganon. <laughs> it's always Ganon. <laughs> so that one time you thought it wasn't Ganon, and then it turned out it was still Ganon? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> that one time. <laughs> Aghanim. <laughs> U- Usurper King Zant. <laughs> yep, I was talking about Zant. Aghanim was from the... The link to Between Worlds. Didn't play that one. Uh, the one on the NES? SNES? The last 2D one they had before Ocarina. The one where he had pink hair. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. Ah, you, if you saw the sprite, you would realize it. And then you would be like, oh, damn, he does have pink hair. <laughs> That's weird. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, it's too soon to say anything. I just thought it was weird that they... I get it. The, the strikes are over. And you can move forward with a project like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you can get a ton of funding for it as well. We probably won't see anything till 2025. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of movies, all the MCU films, because Disney shifted everything. Mm-hmm. Um, all the MCU films are pretty much pushed back to 2025, with the exception of Deadpool 3, which will be the only MCU film next year. Which is so weird. Because mm-hmm. it's not going to feel like an MCU film. Neither of the other two Deadpool movies have felt like MCU films. They weren't. Yeah. <laughs> I, but this one is... There, there's gotta be something in there that makes it MCU. It's probably timeline shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, I He also did time travel stuff. Theoretically, he could bring it back. But I, I don't think Cable is in this one. He nope. could just have Cable's time travel doodad. <laughs> that makes me, makes me upset that Cable's not in there. Yes. Domino's not in it either. What?! Why do I even bother watching? But Brad's in there. Which Brad? Brad Pitt. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, that, I'm very excited for this one. It's crazy. The thing was that we I had just looked up Phase 5 because we were talking about where we thought Phase 5 ended. And Phase 5 now is a whole year stretched out longer than we initially thought because yeah. of these pushbacks. What Kevin did, and I don't want to bore anyone with more MCU stuff, but um, you're right, we do talk about it a lot. (laughs) I find it very interesting. I've always found it very interesting ever since he announced he was doing Avengers. Mm -hmm. And I got really into it, and I always kind of do some research about it. It was around Civil War where it finally, like, hit me, the, the, the scope of it all. Oh, no, I was enjoying it from day one. I was like, whoa, you're going to actually do this? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it took them forever to make movies because they needed to secure the funding and they weren't too sure how it was going to go. They're also more uh, tippy-toed about it. Mm-hmm. So phase one is like four years long, three years long. Yeah, because it was like a movie a year. Yep. And, and then uh, phase two was... Almost just about as long. And Phase 3 was even longer because there's more movies in that one. Mm-hmm. But 4, 5, and 6, the multiverse saga, he pretty much condensed it down into three years each. Yeah, if even. Uh, yeah, 5 and 6 were supposed to, uh, like, half a year. Yeah. 
I don't know if that's going to be the plans anymore because of everything moving around. I wonder if there was a point of panic where it was like, if I keep waiting this long, everyone's going to age too fast. So I have to like rush it out, especially because he's clearly trying to set up young, not young justice. <laughs> nice. What are they called? <laughs> mini Avengers? <laughs> yeah, the Mini Avengers. <laughs> Can you tell which one I like better? <laughs> Yeah, but he's trying to set up all the mini adventures doing their things. And Kamala Khan quickly looks not like a high schooler and looks like a girl in her 30s. We can't keep up that idea unless we get on top of it real fast. Yeah, how old is Kate Bishop going to be? Even like Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And I know he's in college, in universe. And Tom Holland is an eternally young looking person so far. But even then, it's like, you know, you're going to start looking like a, like your age eventually. Yep. Uh, yeah. The, interesting. We'll find out how it happens. But I'm still looking forward to Deadpool 3. Mm-hmm. Netflix dropped its trailer for Avatar Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. Wait, uh, could you even call it a trailer? I didn't watch it. I've seen screenshots of it. And why? Why um, are we doing this? It just reminds me of M. Night Shyamalan. As much as I hate it. It just does. Even if it's good, it's still that sore pain of knowing M. Night Shyamalan did this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it... the agony <laughs> it caused us. Like at, the thing is, we don't see anyone saying any lines. So we don't even get really a sense of their acting No, prowess. and they also kept the, the actor who's playing Sokka. Who pretended yeah. or lied about being Native American? Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, great. Here we go. Uh, Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Uh, she's planning on moving forward with her Narnia films, her two Narnia films for Netflix. Oh, duh. Uh, they should begin production next year. Dope. Cool. I hope it's the Magician's Nephew and the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. Yeah, like mixed together. No, they're two films. Oh. I was thinking... Don't put them together. I think you could. Both are pretty short. Well... <laughs> no, but where it ends off, it should pick up with the the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm. The thing is, again, it's already been done. It's been done multiple times. But the Disney's live-action adaptation, mm-hmm. I love that one. Yes. I love that one. I love Caspian. I'm not a big fan of the Don Shredder. I enjoyed it more this time around. I think I like the Don Treader more than Caspian, but that's just because the Don Treader was more like mindless fun. It wasn't really good. <laughs> um, I know I'm alone on this rock with Caspian. It wasn't terrible. It just it wasn't what I like in a story. I loved it. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite things about that movie, and this is the weirdest thing, when it begins and you're seeing the setup for Caspian and uh, the. Telmarines? Yeah, Telmarines. I think that's what they're called. <laughs> are, like, chasing him. You see uh, the credits, right? Mm-hmm. And the font they use is so sexy. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember watching in theater just going, that is the most amazing fonts in the world. I Isn't that such a unique detail? I doubt yeah, but When a font is, like, ingrained in your heart for yeah, some reason. <laughs> it's a simple font, but just the way it looks and with the way everything was shot, mm-hmm. it feels like it's just naturally there. Mm-hmm. I should rewatch Caspian. I've only seen it once or twice. Okay. I can rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, also, Ben Barnes. I mean, he's a cutie. He is a cutie. I think he's gotten <laughs> cuter. He's, I think I'm better with his shorter hair, personally. <laughs> um, he's always had long hair. Yeah, but shorter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so there we got that. And then Netflix dropped a trailer for Yu Yu Hakusho, a live-action adaptation of this. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Oh, me either, but here's my problem. Huh. Yu Yu Hakusho is a very, very old manga. It is. It is a very old uh, anime. Even when we were kids, it was when, old. When <laughs> I was a kid, yeah. And I started reading some of them. Um, I would watch them because they would come on in the afternoons when I got home. Yeah. But really, I was watching the reruns of it because I wanted to watch Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, because you had to wait for the you want, had to wait for that to be over because the thing you wanted to see was next. Yeah, this, <laughs> the kids, this is called cable TV. It was god awful. It was, <laughs> and if you didn't have a TV guide and you didn't know what channel or what or, time anything or you're, played, or you're one of those cool kids that got Direct TV. Or oh. dish. Ooh. Ooh. Otherwise, you'd have to just memorize when your shows are on. Yeah, and when Daylight Savings happened and everything changed suddenly, that was a nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare for you. Yeah. Uh, living in California, we we did change time. Mm. <laughs> so it was a little, little easier to keep up with things. Nope. Not but, for me. <laughs> yeah, here in Arizona, uh, fun fact, Arizona voted a long time ago to never have daylight savings the rest of the, of the country is slowly trying to get that happening too mm -hmm. they're not succeeding but they're trying <laughs> in many ways arizonans are backwards they are kind of forward thinkers on other parts <laughs> and I, I totally agree it's stupid especially in this day and age we don't need to change the clocks yeah you just need to wake up at a different time it's not that the yeah it's the, the world isn't changing the sun just sets sooner or later than it did in the summer yep <laughs> uh what were we saying yeah you you show. Yeah. that's right i don't want it live action me certain, either certain anime i have zero interest in seeing done live action like none of the ghibli films uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, I don't think you could do Yu-Gi-Oh! very well in live action. The, here's the problem with Yu-Gi-Oh! live action. and You'll never capture his hair. <laughs> it's his hair. I look at his hair all the time. Him and his hem. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, there's no way you can actually do it. I've seen cosplayers, because I'm curious if they can even crack. Nope. Nope. They usually just get a foam cutout. Yeah. And then put it over their head because it's such a weird spike with the It's red. so nonsensical as a hair design. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense. Also, Plus other things. weird lightning-shaped bangs. Yeah. Kaiba's coat defies physics all the time. <laughs> I've seen people make Kaiba's coat, but yep. it's not easy. Also, Joey's face. Yeah, can't. <laughs> that special face of his. Some things just, like, work better with animation especially when you're trying to make like like let's first studio ghibli for example spirited away mm -hmm. having everything be in the same why don't we talk about the boy and the heron the one starring christian bell <laughs> having everything be in the same <laughs> that's art a throwback to last week <laughs> be in the same art style makes it easy to believe when the fantasy things start happening yep it doesn't matter how good your puppetry or cgi is going to look it will never fully convey the idea of actually being in that magical world. Yeah. And so, so especially Yu Yu Hakusho, where there's like a witch and they do spells and all kinds of crazy things. Yeah, he's got the <laughs> finger guns. Yep, yep. Um, I remember the funniest thing about that whole uh, story. 
is the way it begins is he sees a kid trying to get a ball in mm-hmm. the middle of the road. Yeah. And he saves the kid because a car's coming. Yeah. And the kid's saved, but he gets hit by the car and he dies. Yes. Which now allows him to go into this other world where he can come back to ours. Uh-huh. Right? He has magical powers, like you said. Yeah, the argument was everyone was like, he wasn't supposed to die. He's supposed to be a bad person who's going to go to, like, hell. But this one act of, like, kindness tipped the scales in his favor. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't know what to do with him in the afterlife. So they let him go off well, and have magic powers. <laughs> I remember at the very end, he's fighting the bad guy. And the bad guy starts telling him about that incident. And he goes, even if you didn't save that kid, the kid was never going to get hurt. Damn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And it's kind of stuck with me that that's how the story begins and that's how the story ends. And it's kind of a big fuck you to everyone. <laughs> Your actions are meaningless. Yes. And it's like... Fate oh. is predetermined. <laughs> it's funny, but yeah. I, way too late. Mm-hmm. Maybe this might bring life to it. I guess. It, it has a very strong cult following. Yeah. Even now. But it's not a big cult following. <laughs> When are they going to do a live-action Dr. Slump? Right? You know what I want? Don't do a live-action Yu Yu Hakusho or Dr. Slump. Just do a reboot. Do a remaster. Reanimate it with this beautiful new art... Animation techniques we have these days. Like Trigun Stampede. But do it with... Yes, that exactly. But specifically with uh, Magic Knight's Ray Earth. (laughs) A very old manga anime about Did you just plug your own anime in here yes because it would be cool <laughs> okay uh it's been a while but netflix's uh jack reacher reacher netflix's oh sorry amazon amazon's yeah amazon primes uh reacher uh second season will come out in december oh, i'm excited we'll get the first three episodes mid-december nice 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 and then every friday until it's over a uh, good excuse to get Amazon again. Wait, we have Amazon. Yeah, we've always had Amazon. <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. And the only problem I have with this one is the fact that the first season was based on the first book. Mm-hmm. And this one is based on, like, the 11th book. Well, it's an anthology series, right? Kind of like Sherlock Holmes, where... It just goes wherever he goes. Yeah, you don't really need to read it in order. The The cool thing is there's like over 30 books. And it's a little too much. But yeah. the ones that Tom Cruise is in. Yeah. Jack Reacher and Never Go Back. We only watched one of them. Yeah, I'm not showing you that second one. I really don't want to see it. <laughs> I went to the theaters to see it. Because Jack Reacher, I've never read the books. I didn't really care about this. Mm-hmm. And one day I saw it on Netflix, right? And I sat down and watched it and I could not believe how awesome it was. It's really good. Uh, Tom just nails it out of the park. And I'm right there with him the whole time trying to solve mm-hmm. the murder. God, I love a good mystery. And, oh, dude. And he's such a badass, too. Mm-hmm. And he's smart. Yep. Also. <laughs> Highly intelligent. He blends in with uh, his environment. I think... Oh, I'm not going to remember his name. Alan Richardson? Richmond? Richmond? Is that his name? The guy who plays uh, Jack Reacher now in the Amazon series. Yes. I think he does just as good a job as Tom did. Maybe better. (laughs) 
He's a lot bigger than Tom. He's more cold, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was straight up just killing people. It was when he was like just snapping body parts to shove them into his trunk. <laughs> <laughs> he is a good guy. He is, yes. <laughs> yeah, there was a reason for it. <laughs> but uh, not everyone likes him. So something that didn't make the list, but I found out later on today, the Game of the Year awards, the nominees are out. Woohoo! I'm only going to say the Game of the Year and not all the other nominees, even though everybody deserves a great shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we wanted, that could be a whole uh, episode in and of itself, just discussing the Game of the Year, which we should probably do when the awards are given out. You yeah. Know? So, we'll just hold on to that, and we'll get back to it. But for now, who are the nominees? Who are they? Uh, Remedy Entertainment. Jesus. Nailing it. (laughs) Epic Games Publishing's Alan Wake 2. Which just came out. Yep. Like, a week ago. Alan Wake. Yeah. Pictures of him. Yeah. He looks real. Is that him? Yeah. Because I might have seen him. That's an animation I might have seen him and just thought it was pictures of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yes, yes, he looks like Keanu Reeves sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, that looks very real. Nice, cool. Um, I've heard the mystery is good, but I don't know anything about the first one. So I don't know if I'd be into the second one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lauren Sto- Did I say that? La- Larian. Larian Studios, Baldur's Gate 3. Woo! My personal choice! Woo! I don't think it's going to win. Because I don't think enough people have played it all the way through, including me. <laughs> uh, Insomniac's Games, uh, S-I-E. Uh, Sony International Entertainment? I'm guessing, yes. <laughs> Interactive Entertainment, there we go. Uh, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man 2. The one that I expect to actually win, Spider-Man 2. <laughs> I know the first one won some awards for Game of the Year. I know, it's just very popular of a franchise in general <laughs> it's pretty cool that both spider-mans are in it that's also very cool and venom's in there which is uh just gonna help you the entire time mm-hmm. uh nintendo nintendo gets some cool ones here super mario brothers wonder yeah which you know that's cool it's nice to see something against all the others that are all kind of dark and gritty and real it's nice to see a little saturated portly plumber making the list <laughs> and the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom yeah we all saw it coming <laughs> according to ign it's just as good as the greatest game ever made breath of the wild Ugh, i so sick of it and this is it we win this one yeah. And we prove, we shut down IGN and all those Zelda fake fans from ever saying Breath of the Wild is the greatest game ever made. Resident Evil 4 by Capcom will win, and that will be the second time it wins Game of the Year. The original and the remake. It was a really good game. <laughs> I'm still playing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on my ninth playthrough. The revisions made for the remake is amazing mm-hmm. and smart. And cool and creative, and I love all of it. <laughs> How many times have I looked at like something <coughs> horrific and gory in that game and just went, "I want to live here." <laughs> like I just love it. It's I really. <sighs> it makes me wet. <laughs> I love the outfits that you get. Yep. Your little DLC outfits, so cool. <laughs> it's it's the perfect Resident Evil. Also, now Alan Wake. I was gonna say this is the also the only um. 
like kind of horror driven game. No, but what is Alan Wake based on? It's gameplay? I have no idea. I literally don't know. No, no, no. What the gameplay itself is based on. I don't know. Resident Evil 2 Remake. Oh, what is it? <laughs> Dead Space is in here, not for Game of the Year, but for Best Sound Design. It's the only one they got nominated for. Mm-hmm. What is that based on? Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yeah. <laughs> Silent Hill 2, what is the team inspired by? Resident, Resident Evil 2. 2. Can't the stop fact, the Resis. And here, going back to this, who's going to win Game of the Year, they didn't give Resident Evil 2 Game of the Year. No. It went to someone else. That was a mistake. <laughs> and here, I think they need to own up to that. Wasn't and it give Breath it, of the Wild? I think it was. Oh. <laughs> oh. Ooh, the <Yeah>. grudge. <laughs> It, yeah, uh, my favorite franchise versus one of my favorite franchises. <laughs> this is the year for redemption. Although all these choices, none of them are bad. Except for Alan Wake, which I'm not saying is bad. I just literally know nothing about it to have an opinion on it. But everything else that I know of, none of these are bad choices. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what happens in the end, no one will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a, a brutal brawl in the theater. Everyone will be upset. <laughs> People down the street, fuck your game! <laughs> no! <laughs> Not Mario! <laughs> Little kids just coming at you with toy swords in the store, just beating you up. Zelda's <laughs> the best! <laughs> okay, it is box office trolls. Box office trolls. Has anything even happened this week? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The biggest disappointment in MCU history. Damn it. I didn't want to do that. I'm sorry, but it's just naturally going to happen. What? The Marvels. <laughs> what didn't you want to do? Talk about the MCU, but it's inevitable. <laughs> I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> God. <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, the Marvels. That was the only thing that came out this week. God, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> uh, so the Marvels, how's it going? Um, it's number the, one in the box office. Yes. Yes, it's okay. Against what though? And yeah. <laughs> and uh, the people who are watching it are the fans. Mm-hmm. Right? The the average moviegoer is really not going to see this one. No. Um, there's lots of issues with it I have. Um, you can't keep up with it. There's too many characters and you need to watch two different TV shows to know about. Plus, you need to know about Captain Marvel. Then, so that's two movies? And also, you should probably watch Secret Invasion because I guarantee knowing more about the scroll is important somehow in there somewhere. Secret Invasion? Yeah. The one with... The Samuel Jackson TV oh. show that came out. Oh God, yeah. Because <laughs> then, yep. Because that—that's also a major part of it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you go watch three shows to know this one. You gotta do a bunch of homework just to watch this one movie. <laughs> uh, the only thing that matters about it is the very end. Yeah. And I mean, your little mini Avengers. Mm -hmm. We all know that's where it's going. I'm not gonna tell you the other big spoiler, but it is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um. I had heard rumors that he was going to be in there. Yeah. And it was because of another sitcom that got rebooted. Really? Uh, yeah, that he was just kind of wandering around Hollywood. And... Oh, interesting. Yep. Interesting. <laughs> it, it's also interesting that other people from those movies are also showing up on different sets like Deadpool. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Or they're kind of around where the production is. That's it's interesting. All those NDAs, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Marvels, it is the weakest box office opening for any MCU film in history. Mm-hmm. It made a total of forty-six million here in the North Americas. So here's here's the thing. I don't even think Canada has numbers. <laughs> I I just don't think they count. I don't know. <laughs> I get all my like review information generally. Uh, from TikTok, and I know Marvels must be doing bad because I haven't seen anybody talking about it. Literally nobody. And none of my usual places that do talk about movies and Marvel and stuff like that, no one is talking about the Marvels, which makes me know it was pretty bad. (laughs) Superhero films are usually judged uh, harshly by critics. Mm -hmm. Um, There's that good old age-long debate that they're not real cinema yeah it's not art because it's not a thing i enjoy an old white man <laughs> yeah uh scorsese source yep yep uh marvels is actually doing worse than the average mcu film on uh like metacritic and um mm-hmm. rotten tomatoes it i think it's beating man of steel by one percent i did see that it was projected to be worse than the flash so that's great doing great <laughs> the flash had one thing going for it yeah everyone... well two but it's batman mm-hmm. also the flash it was one of those ones that people watched it just to see how bad it was going to be a bad movie can still be a successful movie a boring movie a movie people don't even bother to watch that's the real failure i've seen the flash twice how did you see it? Tw- oh, you did watch it a second time. Yeah, I came back to watch it again because I was like, it can't be that bad. Oh, man, why do you do that to yourself? <laughs> it, it hurt my feelings a lot. <clears throat> I'm excited for uh, the new Superman legacy. Yeah? Which Gunn said, even though the strike's over, nothing's changing. It's still coming out summer of 2025. So Okay, well, I'll be waiting. <laughs> Lots can happen between then and now. Well, we get uh, Superman uh-huh. and we'll get the Batman part two so i'm really excited about 2025 2024 is shaped up to be a real boring year (laughs) yeah uh i'm sure more things will come out sure next up was five nights of freddy's yeah next was taylor swift Uh uh-huh uh priscilla cool killers of the flower moon okay the holdovers i don't even journey to bethlehem I can only imagine what that's about. Gee. (laughs) Oh, that might have been the one I was talking about last week that I saw the trailer for a movie, and it was about Mary and Jesus. Not Jesus. Joseph. Yeah. That might be it. (laughs) Uh, Tiger 3, which is a Bollywood film. Cool. Radical. I don't know. And Paw Patrol, the mighty movie. Woo, Paw Patrol. Woo. So, I'm sorry. There's a the movie at number fourteen is yep. called "It's a Wonderful Knife." Yeah. <laughs> pun pun alone. Well done. <laughs> I imagine it's a dark. Yeah, it's a slasher film. Cool. <laughs> uh, pretty funny. Thanksgiving is set to come out soon. Mm-hmm. And I know because I keep getting stupid trailers for it. <laughs> it looks gruesome. At least I mean it's the only Thanksgiving movie ever. I think. No. Thanks killing. That's true. Is There's that another it? one. Oh, and, and, and uh, Flesh and Blood. 
flesh and blood. From the most least popular oh. yet popular video on this channel. <laughs> our most watched video and our most disliked. <laughs> when we started doing podcasts, we were going through Bloomhouse's one movie a month, usually on a holiday. Yes. For Hulu. Yes. I forgot what it's called. Hulu. It wasn't called Huluween. Was it called Halloween? No. No. That's just something I do every Halloween. No, it sure was a crazy thing. What a weird feat to try to do. To publish and create and distribute 12 movies in one year. Movies. You could, they're more like, I mean, they were movie length, I guess. (laughs) The weird thing is, I do still think about those movies. Some of them were good. Uh, The Body, which is the first one. Yeah. Uh, the Black Eyed Children, which was a 4th of July one. Well, it was in July. I don't yep. know if it was 4th of July. That was a really creepy one. Yes. Flesh and Blood, which was Thanksgiving. That one was actually surprisingly great. And, uh, uh, believe it or not, not Pookie or Puka. I think about Puka often. But Puka 2. Yeah. Puka 2 was amazing. It was it, like, there was no reason for it to exist. Yes. Yet somehow it improved everything. It did. It was. It had a great cast. Felicia Day was in it. If I remember correctly. I remember there was like multiple pukas and they're trying to kill people. Yeah, it was like the distribution of pukas. It was, even puka was good. Puka really stood out like visually. They were all wacky. What a weird time. (laughs) And there was the treehouse. God, that one sucked. Uh, A lot of the last, like later ones, really weren't good. (laughs) Um, We finished Netflix's The Fall of the House of Usher. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. Uh, it's really about the brother and the sister, Roderick and Madeline. Madeline, because they are the ushers, and they make a deal with death. Presumably, I I like that they never like fully named. She is death. It's very heavily implied she is death, but they don't say it outright. <laughs> um. The the whole thing is about their company. Mm-hmm. What was it called? Uh, their pill was called Ligodone. Ligodone is basically oxycodone. Yeah. And I can't remember the company, but it's all about that company. Fortunato. Fortunato. That was, so that was actually a thing in the cast of Amontillado, which is another short story Poe did, uh, about a guy who hates this dude named Fortunato. And he tricks him into, like, and then he, he gets him into a hole in the wall, and then he bricks him up in the hole in the wall. That sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, ah, Fortunato. That's where the name comes from. <laughs> no, it's their... That's the name of their company in the original short story. That was the name of the man. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's basically about how these people are really evil, mm-hmm. and they abuse their power and money, and they... God, it had to do with opioids and how he has actually killed more people than almost anyone possible yeah. because of this. And I was telling you afterwards that I found that lackluster because we already have things like Dope Sick. Yeah, there are uh, a lot. Of, it's, it's a well. There's another one on Netflix. But it's about the opioid crisis and how it took so many lives. Mm-hmm. Even today I was listening to another podcast and the the true... Uh, true crime section of it mm-hmm. was about was about uh, opioid addiction and the, she did a good job but she stopped with their crimes and just started talking about the horrors of what opioids did to the country mm-hmm. it, 
And then I was just like, God damn it. Like, I know it was a really bad thing. Yes. And I know it's still happening. And Big Pharma should be shut down for this permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, people love their drugs. And I just didn't like that they took something that was very real and something that's being heavily talked about and discussed mm-hmm. outside of film. Yeah. I and, mean... And implemented that into it. I, I'm guessing he was upset. Probably. I mean, I, I, it's not like it's a bad thing to use as the cr- cr- crux of your narrative. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was 100, like it had to. Like, I think the Usher family could have found their wealth in any way. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't have to be uh, prescriptions. Could have been oil. It could have, I know. drink your milkshake. <laughs> That's not, it wasn't a bad decision to go with. Um. When it begins, you know, all the kids are dead. So each episode, you have to go back and watch them die. Yes. That takes away the surprise of them dying because you know they're going to die. But that's also, it's an, I like it because there's still plenty of mystery still around their deaths. There are some weird things like how they're able to get pictures of death. Like she is actually visible in video and yeah. in photos. Maybe it implies that sometimes she's just there. <laughs> yep. Uh... I think it was his weakest entry. I think it's weaker than Midnight Club. Wow, really? Damn. Midnight Club had one good thing for it. You also think Midnight Mass was his best one, and that's my least favorite of his. The thing about Midnight Mass is Bly is terrifying. Yes. Bly made me cry. Bly was hard to follow. (laughs) It wasn't hard to follow. It just really bothered me. It's really sad about just... All of it. (laughs) Yeah, some of those... Characters dying and having to deal with the fact that they're dead. Um, like a personal hell for him. Yes. That that really bothered me. But the thing that I loved about Midnight Mass is they're secluded on an island. It's a little tiny town. And it's about how religion can be so encompassing on a person. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, with supernatural elements happening. And it's really smart supernatural elements, too. Because there's a vampire... Yeah. And they don't see it as a vampire. They call it an angel. Yeah. And you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you see, and it's really easy to, like, twist the word of the Bible to attribute to an angel. Yep. And it was the really, like, that was the uh, really cool. I did like Midnight Mass. That's the thing. Uh, of all of them, like, we can say which ones we liked most and least. They're all still good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They, they are. You, if you ever find yourself in need to watch something disturbing and scary, mm-hmm. but with great quality. And surprisingly smart. You've got Haunting of Hill House, mm-hmm. Haunting of Bly Manor, yep. Midnight Mass, uh-huh. Midnight Club, and The Fall of the House of Usher. I feel like Usher is more fun when you know the stories. And so Probably. you're kind of like looking for all the little tidbits here and there. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't really care for Poe in high school. Eh. Even though I know I have his complete works. He's not for everyone. <laughs> but I also have the Divine Comedy, and I've only read the Inferno. That's uh, that's the See, one most people read. <laughs> I loved it. I, you were talking to me about the Inferno, and I still remembered it. Yeah, great stuff. Well, um, Inferno's not always great. <laughs> yeah, but I'm into that. It's more goofy at times. <laughs> yeah, it can be. Oh, fuck. Goosebumps. Yeah. On a, similar to Usher, Goosebumps takes a classic old story concept and structures it into a, a fuller narrative. And we started to watch it. 
I used to love reading Goosebumps books. I read them. Um, some of the most iconic ones are referenced in the series. Say Cheese and Die, Go Eat Worms, um, Slappy, obviously. Night of the Living Dummy. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so what did you think of Goosebumps? The first five episodes, because that's all we watched. What was it? His aura is brown? <laughs> yeah. Oof. The, it was, they were talking about one of the characters' dads, and one character said, he's like totally normcore. And then the other one said, he did puzzles before COVID. And then the third one said, his aura is beige. And I was like, no one knows how children talk these days. No, no one writing the story has any idea. I don't think anyone writing the story is human. Because none of this. <laughs> the, the way the, because it's supposed to be teenagers, but they're all young adults. Mm -hmm. The way these actors talk, the, whatever this script says, mm -hmm. is asinine. Yes. James gets the worst of it. The character James. Well, they, they <laughs> obviously don't know how to write a openly gay character. I mean, like, No, they really don't. It, fun fact, they talk like everyone else. It's very stereotypy. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> it's James. There's one point where two men, two, two of them, is arguing over whether or not one of the female students that they both happen to have a crush on should do a dangerous thing. And they're arguing over it. And then James in the back goes, Guys, this is giving cis-het vibes. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> that People don't talk like that. <laughs> uh, the only thing I was... Well, Justin Long. He's in there. Yeah, he's the best part. Without a doubt. Geez, pulling out all the stops. <laughs> he kind of has to. You can see he's having fun with it, though. Yeah. And then, uh, because he's possessed by the ghost boy, mm -hmm. you see it in the trailers. Don't even tell me spoilers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> even, it, how many of you guys actually watched it? Also, yeah, spoilers for the show that we're telling you is not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's when he gets Slappy back. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I love Slappy. Yeah. But, again, I, I'm just into the weird stuff. I have my own ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. He's I, the best. We don't call him that. No. But I have a Danny O'Day, and he sits on the shelf and watches over the house. Yeah, maybe. He loves watching TV. <laughs> and uh, Slappy always scared me as a kid. I got over it. Slappy, that was the only one that got three installments in the Goosebumps franchise. Yep. Maybe I, one other one? I don't... I couldn't think of it. I think he does show up in a fourth book. I know Say Cheese and Die had a sequel. There was two of them. The sequel was way not as good as the first one. <laughs> Uh, when they did the live action movies with Jack Black, mm -hmm. we were in theaters and I was already way too old for this. I was in college, mm. but I still wanted to go see it. And when the kids leave the house because they opened up all the books and the ink comes out and now the monsters are alive, uh -huh. they run off down the street and you start focus. the camera starts focusing on a car rear view mirror. And you realize that Slappy's sitting there, and he's smiling, yeah. and he turns his head. I freaked out like a little fangirl. Uh -huh. And next to me was this little boy. And he was kicking his feet because he was just as excited as me. 
it was it's just like the the story of when i watched power rangers the last live action in theater yeah again i was way too old there was a kid next to me and we were both so into it yes. we were like this is so awesome we haven't seen slappy yet in this current goosebumps we saw him he no, was we, holding him no we didn't yeah he was no yeah no he hasn't gotten his body back yet i he... saw him holding him you sure yeah was it in the past maybe we had a flashback episode kind of thing anyway i was like I- I'm-, I'm worried they're gonna use cg for slappy because they used cg in one of the weirdest places justin long's character has to eat worms because of course and no, so that wasn't him yeah it was he he dumped uh, cocoa powder on top of the worms oh know? yeah and he was eating the worms like by the spoonful like cereal and they rather than just giving justin long like gummy worms that can look convincingly enough like worms, which is an incredibly easy thing to do. They CG'd his mouth and it's horrible. Mm-hmm. It is awful looking. <laughs> I don't know why he couldn't just eat worms. Yeah. Like real worms? Yeah. I mean, that is kind of gross. What are you talking about? I mean, what am I talking about? When was the last time you ate a worm? Never. Worms are one of the biggest things that disgusts me the most in this world. Okay. I hate them. <laughs> Is it the fact they have two heads and they poop out of them? No, just them in general. I just do not like them. <laughs> uh, last time I ate a worm was in high school. Just wanted you guys to know. Ew. Ew. There was that whole movie. I watched it. Uh, what? Ten, 10 different ways to eat worms <laughs> i don't know that one it was a it was based off a weird little book whatever <laughs> i did it again back to the mcu <laughs> <laughs> but we're here to talk about loki loki wrapped up and we're like sweet let's go watch it because that's what we said yeah we're gonna come back and watch it all yep. binge the whole thing so we got into episode three <laughs> We're only on episode three? Yeah. Oh, God. And then they they went to the World Fair, Uh where uh, Morbius decided to drop a fun fact that H.H. Holmes was there. Yeah. Um, If you don't know who H.H. Holmes is, he is America's first known serial killer. He bought a drugstore, Uh and he bought the apartments above it and renovated it into a motel or hotel for the World Fair. And he rigged those rooms so that he can abduct people and torture and kill them. They found him, and he was taken away. This is a very old story. Thanks, Morbius. But this is a Disney show. Yeah, (laughs) cool, cool reference. Yeah, and I was like, "Mm, that's a little dark. They meet Victor Timely. They do. Who's Jonathan Majors, a version of Kang, but a unpowerful one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's intelligent. It's, okay, not loving, because there's a point, so he's all stuttery and nervous. Mm-hmm. Victor. Uh, and then there's a point where we it's, like, revealed that that's an, a performance, it's an act to con people. And Loki even says he's a confidence trickster. Mm-hmm. And then he keeps stuttering and sputtering throughout the rest of the episode. And I'm like, are you acting? I don't think you're supposed to be acting in this moment. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't thrilled with a lot of it. So. A lot of, once again, a lot of standing around doing nothing. <laughs> we made it to the end of that and we decided no more. Okay. <laughs> I, we'll have to try and finish it. We, we sure will. I, I need to know the story. Otherwise, I'm going to be missing a piece of the MCU. I just, the choreography is horrible. 
Oh, it's, everything's horrible. It's just so much standing around doing nothing. The more I see Loki stand there with his hands open, and I see a little glowy green spot, but they're down by his side. Okay, you saw that too? And he's and I'm like, D- you are a mage. He keeps doing these things. We only have an amazing magical feat. Yeah. And then the moment the battle starts, he doesn't do the magical feat. What's well, a weird thing to me, Loki, one of his big things, especially in um, Thor and Avengers, mm-hmm. where he's the main bad guy, Yeah. he loves to create those knives, his daggers. He has not... I think he does that in Ragnarok also. And he's not he, been doing it. He's <laughs> not been making them. And it's like, that's your weapon, though. I, he just, no, just throw your hand around a little bit. But even then, the battles... Even... What's her name? Sylvie. Sylvie. Ugh. Which he called her sword a machete, by the way. And I was like, hold on. Tom, I know you're not from around here, but that's not a machete. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> but she, like, even she, she'll, like, swing her machete once. And then, it. It's a sword. And there's a lot of standing there pointing it at people. Yep. And so they can talk more. Renslayer's standing there holding, like, a disintegration gun, and she just stands there and talks more. <laughs> I don't need constant action, but don't, like, tease me with action. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. We'll try to make it. Not thrilled. <laughs> so, I think it was last week, after we watched some TV, you went up to bed and I decided to stay up for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I found a documentary. I've already forgot what it's called. It's on Netflix. And it's a uh, recounting of the story known as The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. Not the first time the story has been... Done. This is a very famous case. Uh, you would know it as The Conjuring 3. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time it's a documentary with the people who were actually affected, those who are still alive. Yes. And you start at the very beginning with the little boy being possessed. You hear audio, you see pictures. Um, they're recounting their stories. And it moves on into uh, Arnie, who eventually... When the boy's possessed, the way the story goes is Arnie saw how bad the demon was affecting the child. So he came up to the child and told the demon, what you're doing is not fair. Let him go and come into me. Yeah. And they're, the Warrens are there. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> and they're really upset. The priests are really upset that he did this. And then everything seemed fine. The boy was fine. Months go by. And then Arnie gets in, gets starts drinking, gets into a little fight with his landlord, and stabs him four times, murdering him. Mm-hmm. Um, when he goes up to do his trial for murder, he blames possession. Yeah. And this is the first time and documented. Time, I think. At least More in a court modern. setting. Yeah, yeah. modern. Because mm-hmm. there's got to be Salem, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for someone to claim that they were possessed and that they didn't actually do it. The judge and the jury were like, no. Yeah. And they sentenced him to 10 to 20 years. He only served five. Yeah. He actually did get away with it, I guess, because of religious values. What? <laughs> so th- that was interesting because that's how the story actually went and not how the movie went. Mm-hmm. As the story continues on, it's about the mom of the boy and Arnie getting, uh, I'm probably getting his name wrong the entire time, yeah. getting thrown in prison. And uh, he, she decides to go to Hollywood to tell this story on television. 
right? Yeah, that's how a lot of possessions work. The Warrens told them, uh, don't worry, you're going to make a ton of money doing this. The Warrens wrote a book. Yep. Became way more popular than them. There's actual footage of the Warrens showing up. He is ugly. And... <laughs> yes. <laughs> he is just fugly, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you can just tell he's a con man. Just the way he talks to people. Yeah. You're like, mm-mm. Mm. I, there's something really wrong here. It's, it's when it's like, oh, what does she do? Oh, she's a medium. Mm-hmm. She's a psychic. Oh. He said he... he he wanted to be a priest, but then ended up becoming a demonologist. And I was just like, shut the fuck up. Stu- it's, like, it's, it's like when Zach claims that... Well, he's the <laughs> sequel to them. Yeah. When Zach Bagans or one of the crew claims that, oh, a demon went home with me. And I went got into a real dark place. And I'm like, a demon or your drug addiction? Yeah. Because <laughs> let's be honest, you don't go from being muscle-bound super Zach in season one to the skinny, scrawny, twig figure who has, has the thickest glasses I've ever seen and needs to wear a jacket during summer because of demons. <laughs> Don't forget the fingerless gloves. Uh-huh. For a style. <laughs> uh, the Warrens basically screw over this family, take all the money and the book rights... What a surprise. ...and send them only 8000 mm. The The way it all ends was really interesting as to an explanation of whether it was possession or not because I think someone solved it and... That was more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, why am I bringing this up? Let me backtrack. Uh, I love The Conjuring. I love The Conjuring too. I hate The Conjuring. The devil made me do it. Uh, everything outside of The Conjuring's 1 and 2 is pretty bad. Yes. <laughs> um, what was it? Uh, when they announced that that was going to be the next one, mm-hmm. I went ahead and read the whole story myself. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be a courtroom drama. Oof. This is going to be so much fun. I and was so looking forward to that. No, that's not what we got. And no. <laughs> it's even crazier to me that everything that I kind of figured it was going to be, mm-hmm. when watching the documentary, that's the way the documentary plays out, too. Damn. And it's like, it's that like, was the way you were supposed to do this. It's almost like that movie came out and everyone was like, no, that's not fine. We'll do it. <laughs> it's one of those Kobe Wovey movies. Yeah, as you can tell, because it stinks. <laughs> so if you're interested in uh, the supernatural, demonology, um, anything like that, mm-hmm. darkness, uh, true crime, you gotta go check that one out. That was really fun. It's only like an hour or two, so it never was taxing. Nice. And the audio recordings of the kid, I mean, if you've heard exorcism recordings, I've heard many of them. Yeah, they're easy to fake, though. They are easy to fake. And it's just, sometimes it's very hard to hear someone screaming in agony like that. It's just, yeah. it's almost what I could describe or would think uh, a crying baby to a mother's ears would be like mm. where you kind of get a little agitated i just hate hearing a kid be upset yeah and yeah saying horrible things that mm. little kids should not be saying or knowing how to say mm, true <laughs> which i was like bad parenting mm, yes <laughs> okay you watched my big fat greek wedding it's... Uh, uh, you ready for that tone shift <laughs> the devil made me do it and crying children <laughs> 80s comedy. <laughs> it's not an 80s comedy. Rom-com. <laughs> it's a 2000s. Oh, is it? Rom-com. It's yeah. my favorite one. I was laughing. You were not. It was funny. I just, I can't stand that, like, embarrassed, cringe comedy style. 
It just makes me so uncomfortable. Well, watch it a few more times and you'll get over it. Maybe, probably. <laughs> <laughs> when you get used to it, you know what's coming. <laughs> now, even like, which is crazy because I love British humor, but a lot of British humor relies on that I'm uncomfortable style of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why we watched Cuckoo way back when that was coming out with Greg Davies. And that one was so 50 50 because half the time it's like, this is the best. And half the time it's like, I'm so cringed and embarrassed. <laughs> I miss Cuckoo. I do too. We should watch some of his other shows. Because he's had several. He's making one currently. God, if you never saw Cuckoo, you're killing me already. (laughs) But yeah, my big fat Greek wedding. It was fun. I loved it. It was great. Okay. I mean, I had no outstanding opinions on it. Like, nothing substantial to say or remark on. I liked how the wedding went off without a hitch. Yeah. Like, there was no there was no actual problems. It was just the quirkiness of how her family functions. Yes. Which I think is fun. And I would suspect the sequels wouldn't get that. But I've never seen the sequels, so I can't know for sure. But I would imagine they wouldn't understand how the first one was so charming without any actual conflicts happening. Well, really, what I remember about the second one, because I haven't seen the third one, mm-hmm. it, I watched it during the time of Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia 2. Which I like both of those as well. I hate the soundtrack. You don't like ABBA? They're not amazing. That's not how you say it. ABBA? It's ABBA. That's, I don't think that's true. There's another way to say it, and that's how you actually say it. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I love Tobias Forge, but sorry, that is not a good band. (laughs) I like ABBA. Not all of ABBA. (laughs) Only some of them. Um, but yeah, it's more about her family. Because she has kids. Yeah. And her husband has kind of assimilated to them. He didn't seem to have a problem. Yeah. But really, it's just the... I think they're going on, like, a family vacation. Just, so it's the shenanigans of the again, family. the quirkiness of a traditionally Greek family. Yes. Doing traditionally Greek things in not Greece. <laughs> How much of that is true to Grecian people? I don't know. I don't know. She was definitely Greek. If you see her name, yes. The, act- the actress... Uh, She's also the writer. I imagine, and so I imagine she was inspired by something. It was also produced by uh, Rita Wilson. I don't know who that is. Tom Hanks' wife. Is she Greek? Yes. Cool. No, it's not because you don't really see that kind of lifestyle a lot in movies or TV. Much. No, no, it's usually just Italians. Yeah, so it was cool to see. <laughs> So, yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kitchen Nightmares finally came back. Yeah, after it's like two-week hiatus for no reason. <laughs> it's fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it took a break, but I'm telling you guys that it's back in case you're worried that it might not come back. It's still around. Nice. Uh, new episode tonight as I'm recording this. Ooh. Which means after this is out, we can watch it on Hulu. Woohoo. So we don't have cable because no. we're millennials. Because we're, this is the future. <laughs> Okay, with that all being done and said, it is Pokemon news. I didn't know there was Pokemon news, so I'm excited. You're going to love this one. What's the news? Okay. Tiffany and Co., yes, the jewelers. Okay. And Pokemon have teamed up to create a line of jewelry. Nice. It will feature Cubone. All right. Oh, you, you're going to get so pissed as this keeps going. Okay. <laughs> Charmander. Uh-huh. Mew. Cool. Squirtle. Nice. Jigglypuff. Uh-huh. And as I've written, fucking Pikachu. Of course. <laughs> All Gen 1 Pokemon. Yep. Heaven forbid. I get, not even not even Hypno. 
you know, my favorite Gen 1 Pokemon. No, no Let alone something like Lucario or Rayquaza or Gorgeist or any of the... Where, where's my Machamp jewelry, Tiffany? <laughs> Squirtle. Uh-huh. Charmander. Yeah. Pikachu. Not Bulbasaur. But Cubone. And Jigglypuff. Well, Jigglypuff is famous. Yeah, but not Bulbasaur. Yeah. They went with Cubone. That's weird. That seems like a mistake. Have we seen these? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, let me move here. They've done... Pokemon has been doing all kinds of crazy team-up stuff. This is cool. <laughs> Do you see them? Yes. Oh, that's... Oh. <laughs> it's not as cool as I thought. Never mind. They're Cra just big charms. <laughs> Crafted from oxidized sterling silver... With exclusive styles and 18 karat yellow gold with diamonds. The necklace and pendants evoke the crystallization quality of Daniel Arsham's Pokemon sculptures featured in his Ripple in Time exhibition. They just look like you took, like, literally, like, the toys of a Pokemon. Yep. And you cast it in some shiny material. And put it on a... You mean oxidized sterling silver? And put it on a keychain. <laughs> they don't look great. I'm... I'm... I'm upset. You could have done something really creative with these concepts. I'm so, upset. <laughs> so here's the catch. Yeah. There's a few of them. Okay. Because they're Pokemon? Catch! <laughs> two for two with this podcast! <laughs> I'm not trying to do this at all. Um... Available uh, for a limited time starting November 29th, this November 29th at 9 a.m. For 24 hours, you can order yours, and then it stops. Makes sense. So they're only going to make a certain amount of these things. Because these are probably expensive to make. I don't think they're expensive to make, but they're very expensive to buy. Mm-hmm. I imagine. You want that Pikachu? Yeah, sure. How much is it? $29,000. So tell me, Pokemon fans that are very rich and have the <laughs> money and time to buy these things, it's besides... It's going to be Logan Paul, that's it. Yeah. That, that's stupid motherfucker. Why would he even buy one? <laughs> because he spent thousands of millions yeah, of dollars on They don't Charizard. have a Charizard one. That's true. <laughs> no, that's... Uh, I don't think many people are going to get that one, Tiffany. If you want a more affordable one, the smallest and um, cheapest option mm -hmm. is only $9,000. Oh, wow. Remember, you have 24 hours to gather this money. <laughs> so yeah, that that's my Pokemon news. I know it's not what everyone expected it to be, but uh, I, I mean, saw that and I was just like, I. <laughs> the puppy woke up. <laughs> Stop it. I mean, I would love to go back in time and look at my parents who sat there and rolled their eyes and groaned every time I mentioned Pokemon, and be able to be like, hey pendants of these things are going to be worth $9,000. <laughs> so maybe don't brush it off so quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would like to go back in time and go to Burger King to collect all those little action figures. I know. I had oh only my a God. few. They had so many, too. I know. They don't do that anymore. Now the toys inside of like McDonald's, there's like three options. That's it. Mm. Deal with it. And they all suck. <laughs> The only people getting Happy Meals are adults. Yeah, adults who want the collectibles, and that's it. It's really creepy. <laughs> uh-huh. It's crunch time. Crunch time. I saw you looking at a map of most popular candies by state. Mm-hmm. 
So, where did this candy come from? Uh, up in the north, uh, mm. east. Which one is it? It is the Tootsie Pop. Hold on, let's talk about that map. Uh-huh. I've got a few problems. Yeah. I already forgot the site. It was just some random site about Halloween candy. Um, California mm-hmm. and Nevada shared a favorite candy, which was Red Vines. And I was like, that makes sense. Isn't the factory over there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of them. Well, the, the one that makes red vines is there. Mm-hmm. They have another factory out in the Midwest that makes uh, the sour straws, mm. which are my favorites. Almost destroyed myself on those things. Yeah, they'll really burn your tongue off oh, if, yeah. you, if you do them wrong. <laughs> the Northwest, going over into Montana, sprinkling down into the South, all the way to Arizona, was peanut M and M's. What? No. Uh, over in the northeast, Maine, and I think Maryland. Okay. Were the only two, but they were Twizzlers. What? And I was like, okay, Who's... interesting that Twizzlers is an East Coast thing. Who's getting it? Only numbers? tells me the East Coast is more trash <laughs> than we actually thought. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Every time it's like we took the numbers, and seventy percent of people said blit, and it's like no one asked me <laughs> where you get the number from. <laughs> so it's either Tennessee or Virginia, not West Virginia. Uh, one of them. And they're the only one on this map. Their favorite candy was trolley. Damn. And we want, we were going to get trolley. Oh, it was e- watching everyone eat worms <laughs> and go- goosebumps. <laughs> I just want to eat trolleys. Trolley, they're crazy. They're awesome. So yeah, tell me about the Tootsie Pop. What do you think, before we go into the facts of it, what's your opinion on Tootsie Pops? Would you ever do the test? To lick it? Yeah. I did when did, I was a kid. Did you do it in school? No, it was during summer break. Where you could just be autistic and sit down and just count your licks for an hour and a half. <laughs> we, we did it in school, in elementary. Uh, it was math, I think. Makes sense. Or maybe science. Could have been science. Anyways, we were supposed to tally up how many licks it took. And then everyone has like their different, like their scrub technique. Yep. And that messes well, up the count. That's what it actually was about. As we kept going and realizing we're not making progress. Mm-hmm. Somebody has figured out the actual answer to this thing. But uh, it became like, oh, the different ways you can approach it. How I approach a Tootsie Pot, if I have one, which I usually don't because I'm not a big fan of Tootsie Rolls. No. And then the weird fruit flavoring on the outside just ruins everything. If I'm going to have a lollipop, I'd rather have a Dum Dum. I don't Would like... you call me? <laughs> I like them when they're smaller. Because if it's really big, it doesn't fit in my mouth and it hurts my jaw. <laughs> um, yeah, and Tootsie just doesn't taste right. No. Also, like, you get it off the stick and then you're just gnawing on this horrible hard candy that mm-hmm. gets stuck in your teeth. Or it's even worse, you get a blow pop. So you can't even, like, eat some of the candy because it's stuck to the gum. And you just smacking on this horribly thick gum and you don't even swallow why, it <laughs> why is the gum so thick i know who want i could give give me like hubba bubba if i'm gonna have gum <laughs> i think someone just wanted to torture children <laughs> 
Uh, they were invented in 1931 by the Sweets Company of America, who later changed their name to Tootsie Roll Industries in 1969. The famous commercial, How Many Licks Does It Take to Get to the Center of a Tootsie Pop, was released on U.S. television August 1969. The original ad uh, had a boy questioning um, a cow, a fox, a turtle, and an owl. Yep. Shortened to just the turtle and the owl, and then more shortened to just him and the owl. <clears throat> Did uh, you know um, the folks at Critical Role pissed off the official Tootsie Roll company by yelling about how much they hated the owl? <laughs> it was Mad Mercer. <laughs> he was like, fuck that owl. <laughs> it was after they pissed off the Werther's company when they were talking about how gross Werther's are. <laughs> what are Werther's? You don't like those hard candies that old people always have? They look like a disc, basically, and it's basically just a solid, hard lump of caramel, of, like, toffee caramel type deal. You've never had a Werther's? You fortunate soul. <laughs> you are so lucky. <laughs> I made it. Um, y- y- old people. Mm-hmm. Before we get back to Tootsie Roll, I just wanted to talk about this. Have you ever smelled mothballs? Yes. I never did until last week. Wow, you're lucky. <laughs> I am horrified. How did you smell mothballs? They're putting in into these boxes to try and prevent oh. animals and stuff. Yeah. It is just horrible. Yeah, that's why it keeps the bugs away. <laughs> no, well, it keeps me away, too. <laughs> and I can't believe people would actually put that stuff in their house. And you know why? It's because supposedly moths was eating away at their clothes and stuff. Yeah. It's because their clothes were made out of, like, the most garbage fabric. So the moths would be laying their eggs in this, like, loose-knit wool deal. Yeah. And then they'd be born and eat away at the wool. And also, it's like, maybe you don't have your clothes be garbage material. <laughs> also, maybe wash your clothes? That too, because they would wear it like once to a party and then put it back in their closet and then they don't touch it for like a year. <laughs> um, so they did a lick test, right? And Purdue University concluded that it takes 364 licks to get to the center using a licking machine. Uh, while it took... Uh, 20 students on average, 252. So your licking machine sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> another study done by University of Michigan says it takes 411 licks to get to the center. Okay. So what are they doing in... What is it? Michigan? What did you say? Yeah, Mich- University of Michigan. What are they doing in Michigan? What's wrong with them <laughs> over there? Maybe they can't produce spit because they're frozen. <laughs> another done by Swarthmore College is 144 licks. 144? What turbo liquors are you having in Swarthmore? (laughs) Here's the weird thing. They said it ranged from 70 to 222 licks. So somebody did it in 70 licks. That's disgusting. They cheated. 100%. Mine's broken. (laughs) They do that scrub technique where you saw off your taste buds. Yep. Bite Uh, into it. (laughs) The original flavors of these nasty little... (laughs) <laughs> Buggers. Chocolate, raspberry, cherry, orange, grap, <laughs> and banana. Grape. It doesn't matter because they all tasted exactly the same. Every single Tootsie Pop I've had, it does not matter what it actually looks like. It tastes exactly the same and it almost tastes like nothing. <laughs> they made a sour. Oh, sweet and sour. Okay. Oh, I was about to cry. Is that. 
wrapping up crunch so, time. So, yep, that was crunch time. Um, what are you doing this week? Uh, mostly I, I'm working on editing a bunch of stuff together. Uh, specifically my five-year Q&A video, which I'm trying to get that out as soon as I can, just so then I can focus on other stuff. <laughs> Shit. Uh, me, because it's my birthday week. Yay! I was looking at Power On, and this was the intention at the beginning of the year. Was to do a Let's Play of Resident Evil 4. Yes. <laughs> I promise it will be out, well, episode by episode, until we finish it, uh, starting this Wednesday. So the day after this podcast comes out. Woo! And there are plans to do the History of Resident Evil Part 2. Yeah. With either this week or next week. We'll see. Depends on how this week goes i might also just want to push it to next week just so you guys have something to listen to while you're dealing with the holidays Mm-hmm. that's, that's always nice having something to do when you're stuck at grandma's and you those horrible like super dry mini breads that they get somehow what is your fascination with old people it's just i was stuck with them a lot <laughs> yeah, i was stuck with them a lot too but I, we didn't eat like that bad oh my grandma did do this disgusting thing. It was her lunch every day. What'd she do? Because <sighs> then I'll tell you what the disgusting thing my grandma did for my lunch every so day. So I guess my <laughs> grandmother had weight issues also when she was younger. Mm-hmm. But as an older lady, she's always been skinny and tiny. Yeah, she's a tiny little Irish woman. Never skinny enough. <laughs> um, you've met her. She's tiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she probably still does this. <laughs> Cottage cheese. Okay. Yep, we're going to go straight for it. Polarizing uh, options just from the start. Salsa. What? <laughs> what salsa, you ask? Is it her dad's? No. Oh, what is it? No, I'm the one who showed them her dad's. <laughs> what salsa? I had to leave the family to learn about ethnic <laughs> foods, okay? What salsa is it? Pace. Oh. <laughs> I grew up on Pace. I had no idea there was actual better salsas out there. <laughs> you have no idea. I grew up loving Pace. And when I found that there was better salsas out there, you my realize, world changed. You realize how much it's just ketchup? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Pace isn't that bad every now and then. Uh. But yeah, there's better options. But what is she doing with it? What is she doing with Obviously it? Obviously mixing it. Great. It's it's Imagine cottage cheese on a plate. <sighs> Right? Just all God. curdled. See, most people mix fruit with cottage cheese. Not salsa. Tomatoes are fruits, dummy. Is there no solids in this meal? There is. What is? We're getting to it. No, God. <laughs> what is it? Salsa, like, thrown on top. So it's like melted. Ugh. Anyways. And then she has a spoon. Yep. <laughs> And saltine crackers. Oh. oh. And she only has like five crackers. This sounds so salty. <laughs> five crackers. Uh-huh. That, that's it. Oh, God. That's and then, not solid. what's the spoon for? All the leftovers. Oh, she eats it up. God. Uh, Black. <laughs> what, what is breakfast like with them? Omelets. Orange juice. Like cereal. normal things. Yeah. yeah. What's dinner? Steaks. Yeah. Mashed potatoes. Salad. So yeah, for some reason she just became this crazy white woman who just makes horrible food 
for lunch. But, was, my, but capable of doing everything else. Could be worse. It could be a, a crazy woman who makes horrible food for every meal. <laughs> Breakfast, we got cereal. She got an incredibly like small amount of like cornflakes. Nice. And she would chop a banana, but only like a third of the banana. And she would never purchase more than two bananas at a time because she refused to eat a banana with even a little bit of brown spots on it. So she was constantly purchasing bananas, and I'd be like, why don't you just buy a bunch of five? Like, they come in a bundle of five. Why don't you get more? It's like, no, I'm not eating a brown banana. It's like, okay. She was always the one who would be tearing apart all the banana bundles, trying to find the perfect two. (laughs) I hate that person. Lunch. White bread. One single slice of ham. Like from a like a lunch meat package, mm-hmm. only one slice. Perfectly a circle. Yes, <laughs> one, and I think that was it. And then just the most amount of mayonnaise, ever. Oh. And I like mayonnaise. A disgusting amount of mayonnaise. <laughs> and then for dinner, oh man, she didn't make dinner often, and I blocked out most of it. But I just remember one of the last times I saw her cook, she was making deviled eggs. So what you do with deviled eggs is you scoop out the yolk part after you've boiled your egg. Hard and then, boil. And yes, and you have your yolks in a bag, usually. You can do Tupperware, but a bag is easier. And then you mix in, like, relish, mustard, and mayonnaise. And then you mash it all together, and it makes it that consistency and adds the seasoning to it. And I was watching, and I was looking at her bag, and she did not incorporate everything. So it was just like... Oh, they're separated? So it's like, yeah, it's like clump of mayonnaise, oh. clump of mustard, and I'm just watching her pipe it into the, the eggs, and I'm just seeing like one is like 80% just mayonnaise, and I'm like, this woman and her mayonnaise. <laughs> it was your mom, Thanksgiving. Ugh. Ugh. She made a dish I guess she always makes every year, which is green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. That's a very common dish. Everybody makes it for Thanksgiving, okay? Yeah. I love green bean casserole. When it's done good, it's so good. The way my mommy makes it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice green beans, steamed, right? Yep. Yep. With a gravy, Mm -hmm. right? A white gravy. And then on top is those dried, deep-fried onions. Yeah, like French onion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love it. Mm -hmm. I love green beans. I love beans in general. But just that, what your mom decided to do was put fucking Velveeta on it. She used cream of mushroom soup. Yes, I am that mean about Velveeta. (laughs) It is not right. She used cream of mushroom soup, and then she got a can of green beans. She didn't drain it, and she didn't cook it. She just dumped it into the soup. And then she threw in Velveeta cheese. And that was it. And those things don't incorporate together. You can clearly see the layers of, like, uh, cheese, cheese grease, water <laughs> from, no. the, from the green beans. <laughs> no. It's all the same consistency as just, like, slop. <laughs> That's good. And then one year, she made that cheesecake. And after baking it in the oven for, like, four hours, which, if you know anything about cheesecake, that's way too long to bake anything. <laughs> <laughs> And my aunt kept bitching because she's like, where's the cheesecake? Why isn't it done yet? And my mom was like, I don't understand. It's not done yet. It all separated. Oh. It curdled and separated. And she didn't even bake it right. She made cheesecake once 
properly and then figured she knew how it worked and then never read off of the recipe card. She had it open in front of her all the time, like a decoration, but she never actually read it. And she just kept insisting on making cheesecake. And also, she doesn't like cheesecake. So she doesn't know what it's supposed to look or taste like. And she would never have any. <laughs> that's gross. Yeah. Well, that's what's going on. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to check out Resident Evil 4th, I will be out. I'm sure you got videos coming. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, there's a pack of wild, tiny dogs outside. Is that our children? It's hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> we both scream the same. It's true. All right. That's coffee break. <laughs> yep, that's coffee break. You guys have a great week. We'll see you next week. I know it's the holidays, but we're still going to keep going. We'll be here. Okay, bye. Bye. Yeah, I'm ready. Testing, testing. Testing, testing. That pickle juice is messing with me. In a good way? Nope. Oh, no. <laughs>